Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year or uh, something. I don't know. Yeah. So we have a special New Year show. And um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured, you know, a lot of people uh, make resolutions for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people uh, choose those resolutions to be something to make you healthier. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess we decided we would take a break from our usual gluttony of food episodes of things like donuts and ice cream and stuff. And uh, Tiff, what are we doing this week? We are going to talk about vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we going... figure everyone needs some some recommendations on some new vegetables to eat since you're pro- you, there's a, there's a better than average chance that you've made some kind of New Year's resolution to eat healthier because that's what pretty much everybody does. At least that's what we do. And so we'll just assume everyone else does too. So we spent the last two weeks thinking about vegetables mm-hmm. for you. Yes, this is, uh, this is entirely uh, research for the show and for you to help serve you better and to tell you what the best vegetables are to eat because apparently the fun is now over for us. We can't get anything <laughs> else. We have to just eat vegetables. <laughs> we can't think of anything else to talk about. Just kidding. We have a lot of topics. But when I decided, I thought about um, vegetables and I turned to Marco, I'm like, <laughs> how about we do vegetables? And then we just were silent for a minute and then we burst out laughing. So... We're like, that's the one. <laughs> that, that is how the best ideas are born. <laughs> All right. So I, I actually have an honorable mention at a number five. I, I, I made a list of what I thought were four, and then forgot how many I had. And it turns out I have a top five list plus honorable mention. You know, we've been doing this for a while and it's always been four. <laughs> how did you accidentally get five? It's me. It, either I have no list or I have too much of a list. So anyway, uh, my one honorable mention in top four vegetables is tomatoes because they're not really a vegetable yeah tomatoes are you know no matter what the government says tomatoes are very clearly a fruit keep your uh, government hands off my tomato fruits <laughs> vegetables <laughs> wow tomatoes to me are kind of like there's so much greatness that is based in the tomato like if you think about like not only is there like tomato sauce and ketchup but lots of things that are derived from that like barbecue sauce which is based on ketchup and tomatoes and everything basically without tomatoes i think there are so many food there would be no condiments <laughs> there would be very few condiments only like the vinegar based ones that nobody likes uh except mustard i guess mustard's pretty good but anyway uh you know we, we wouldn't have good pizza we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have tomato water we wouldn't have tomato water. I mean, what, where, what would we do without tomato water? I really don't know what to do with tomato water. But anyway, uh, pizza, pasta, pretty much all Italian food would, would be gone without tomatoes. Barbecue, I think, would be, and this is controversial, but I think barbecue would be less interesting without a tomato-based sauce. Uh, so the tomato is really, to me, the best vegetable that isn't a vegetable. If it were a vegetable officially, like by science standards, it might be my number one. So how strict are we getting for our list here? Because I had tomato on my short list also. But the problem with a tomato is it's extremely seasonal. It's very picky when you get a good tomato. When you get a bad tomato, it's so mealy and gross and flavorless or just like a bad flavor. Just biting into a terrible tomato, even cooked on a pizza or something, it is just not good. Making sauces out of bad tomatoes, the sauces, I mean, guess making sauce out of anything bad is bad. Okay, so that's <laughs> well, no, but that's a moot point. But well, no. but one of my considerations for for my ranking was things like consistency and how easy it is to get and store. Did you think about raw taste versus cooked taste? On some of them, yeah, yeah, because I think that that's relevant. Oh, in decision making. I was curious what your criteria for decision making was. We'll get there. Uh, but your yeah, judging so, categories. 
Yeah, so, so are you judging them each individually as we do on top four because we have no consistency whatsoever? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I have feelings about all of them. <laughs> it's all about feelings. Yeah, on our exactly. Show. Our show is about feelings. Ex- feelings and food. Feeling uh, vegetables. Is, ew. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, do you have an honorable mention that, that is before I do my number five? <laughs> I'm going to read my short list, yeah, yeah. Which, con- which contains one herb. <laughs> That's a tricky designation but i i think like if, if it's like a dried leaf or seed or something i think that counts but, but it's, I, I don't it's know as a, as a fresh leaf okay i'm gonna have basil as my honorable mention it's hard to draw a definition between or to draw a line between herbs and like because basil if you know you're eating the whole leaf of it i guess maybe it's about volume like bulk it's like you wouldn't like if you look at like basil versus spinach like they have about the same size leaf but mm-hmm. like you wouldn't eat a whole bag of basil at once necessarily although i guess if you're eating pesto that's, that's a lot of and basil is such a picky jerk when it comes to living uh, well basil seems to grow perfectly for everyone else in the world except us but it seems like everyone else in the world is able to grow massive amounts of basil that's because people water aren't. their plants oh you're supposed to do that yeah hmm. that's why we've we only have succulents now yeah my my theory on on succulents we, we have we've had them in our house for a while my theory is that succulents are already dead when you get them it just takes a really long time for you to notice that they're dead because they take so long to dry out and, and fully show that they're dead so all the grocery stores are just selling us dead plants that's why it's so many of them sell succulents and why they don't cost that much because you can get something that looks fairly alive and it's oh look it's some kind of weird cactus shaped thing and it just takes years to actually it's just, yeah it, it actually dead. died three years ago and they've been keeping it on the back all this time but it doesn't matter it won't look dead for another three years and you, and you can to water, water it. it you can water it as much or as little as you want and give it as much as little sun as you want in your house and everyone's like oh succulents are really easy to take care of turns out they're just they're just dead the whole time i think the same is going for air plants too they're just dead yeah i think you're right mm-hmm. those are bs yep Okay, so now we've right. established um, succulents, dead, <laughs> air plants, BS, and basil, tomato. Basil, not a vegetable. Basil, not a vegetable, <laughs> and tomato, also not a vegetable. Exactly. All Both right. good. We're doing great. All right, so top speaking four. of how great we're doing, my number five on <laughs> top four. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, so my number five, which is an accident, but it, it, it kind of ties into the storyline of the rest, so I had to include it. Broccoli. So my, my rationale here is... You know, we, not a lot of people love tons of vegetables. Um, and, you know, as you're a kid, like, you know, you really hate them usually. And then as you get older, you realize, oh, these aren't so bad. And you can actually make good stuff with them. And, and some of them are actually good. Broccoli, I feel like, kind of splits the line of like, I don't know a lot of people who love broccoli. But if like, I'll get broccoli on pizza. I like I like that. Like, broccoli is inoffensive. Broccoli's just there. Exactly. It's inoffensive, but it's healthy. And I feel like on the scale of vegetables, some of them are like worth more points than others, like health points, you know, like like some of them are kind of a cop out. Like I think corn is a total cop out. Corn and like potatoes, those are bi- those should not even be counted as vegetables because those are just like well, they're starch bombs. Right. <laughs> like that's but those count like so I actually I looked up <laughs> let me pull According to Wikipedia. I actually did some research. So in so in the u.s the top consumed vegetables in the u.s potatoes potatoes number one and this, this is from the usda this, this is 2014 data. corn so number one is potatoes and it's mostly in french fries which i think Ew. is really sad uh and again i as previously stated i don't think potatoes should count so only uh, deep fried potatoes okay number two tomatoes mostly from pizza again that's not really a vegetable america <laughs> Number three, onions, which I thought that was pretty good, at least. I guess they're in a lot of things. Number in four. In onions. Yes. Oh, God. Number four, iceberg lettuce. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> we have the worst taste. <laughs> this is just the that worst. is pretty heinous. Number five, not just corn, but specifically canned corn. Oh, <laughs> well, canned corn is way better than frozen corn. That's true. I, I will. Canned corn is delicious. Again, though, I'm not sure it should count. Like it's not particularly healthy. And uh, <laughs> and then finally, number six, you have uh, leaf or romaine lettuce. That's like the first like real vegetable I think on this. Yeah, list. but romaine is bordering on like it's almost iceberg lettuce. Like it's yeah. barely a green. And these are all things that are served by like McDonald's. Yeah, so depressing. Yeah, and then number seven. This is the last one. On this list. I'm I'm a little curious about this. Uh, canned chili peppers huh is that like roasted red peppers like you get on like italian sandwiches or is it like chopped green chilies the little green chilies probably does everybody put those in cornbread like we do or i don't know is there another use for those things i don't know i don't know why you can't just get a chili and chop it yourself why is it why are all these things in a can i i don't know anyway so going back we have the technology now to have fresh vegetables like all the time and you know there are fewer bomb shelters i'm pretty sure (laughs) I don't know about that, actually. Well, that's why everyone would go buy canned vegetables. That's what my mom was talking about, anyway. She yeah, but now saying, everybody's doing like all this like 50s. survivalist crap and all like the yeah. libertarians. They're all buying all the canned goods and the Mormons. Anyway, so um, so number five, broccoli. Uh, oh you know, I, I feel like you know it's inoffensive. You get a lot of points. Like you get a lot of credit for it. Mm-hmm. It's like a good vegetable. Um, and I've also for for my top five that I've done here. Um, I've also chosen... The show's called Top 4, just so everyone's aware. We didn't change the name of the show. Yeah, I just messed up. I just couldn't count. Uh, I've also chosen for each... <laughs> to five. For each of my vegetables, well, except for my number one. So I've chosen for the four... <laughs> What's happening? Uh, my, my preferred cover-up method. Because, you know, a lot of vegetables are disliked by, like, kids or teenagers or whatever. And you need, to, you need like, a reliable way to cover up their, their bitterness or their faults or whatever else. So broccoli, the best cover-up is clearly cheese right because cheese is <laughs> awesome and uh-huh. the best vegetable to put cheese on i think is pretty easily agreed on broccoli and so therefore broccoli is awesome so that's my number five you really did spend a lot of time thinking about vegetables <laughs> i did my homework i did a little bit too much of it but i did my homework all so right so what's your number five <laughs> i don't have a number five because you like to do your number four <laughs> i follow the rules <laughs> I mean, if we wanted to do like top 10 here, I have a whole bunch. I could, I can rank them, but we're sticking to four because <laughs> we're professionals. Anyway, so my number four is um, asparagus. Hmm, interesting. Fresh, fresh asparagus. Do, oh, yeah. Do not like canned asparagus. It's all soggy and terrible, but it is down at number four. I love asparagus. It's very tasty, but it does make your urine smell awful if you eat too much of it. Yeah. So it does not get any higher in the list even though it is delicious and it's wonderful especially with like aioli sauce on it oh that's really good that okay you're talking about cover-up method mm-hmm. mm, yeah just a little boiled asparagus like parboiled real quick so it's nice and bright mm-hmm. still a little bit crunchy and you got to take off those terrible root ends of course when you're cooking it and then uh, some salt and pepper a little drizzle of aioli oh so good that's that's my number four solid pick Mm, i'm thinking about right now we haven't had that in a while Ooh, i should make some chicken it's a cutlets. Spring vegetable that's why i should make some chicken cutlets with some asparagus we are almost as far from spring as we can possibly be and that's so that's true. why we haven't had it in a while we do we try and eat uh seasonally a little bit because the things taste better if you get them in the right season oh yeah go figure all right my number four is kind of like broccoli taken to the extreme it's brussels sprouts hey because i feel like it, uh, on the scale of like what's worth health points 
I, I think Brussels sprouts are like about as good as you can get. Like it, they're basically like little tiny heads of cabbage that you fill with oil and, and roast somehow. Like each one feels like I'm getting a lot of vegetable credit by eating this this little tiny cabbage head thing. The only major downside, I think, to Brussels sprouts is that they are relatively difficult to cook well. Yeah, that's why they didn't make my list at all. I love Brussels sprouts, and I love when you cook them, and I love them doused in balsamic vinegar. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't like when a lot of other people cook them, only like very good restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't make the list. I guess that would be my number five if I had to pick. There you go. See, yeah. now you're getting in the game. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting out of the game. And and in my in my uh, typical uh, fashion here, the best cover-up method for Brussels sprouts, if, for people who don't like the flavor that much, I think is aromatics. So things like garlic, shallots, um, spice blend kind of things. It's, it, it, it takes well to that. Look at you throwing out the Blue Apron words. Hell yeah. Speaking of which, our sponsor this week is Blue Apron. <laughs> wow, that's super cool. <laughs> well, that's an amazing coincidence. Can you believe it? We're talking about food and our sponsor is Blue Apron. <laughs> it's like we planned it. So, Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Like vegetables. Like vegetables. That We've had so many vegetables from Blue Apron. In fact, we've had, we've recently discovered uh, or we've recently decided this year to, or at least for the beginning of the year, as part of our health, whatever, uh, to go vegetarian with our Blue Apron picks because you know we'd like to generally eat a little bit less meat because it's better for lots of reasons to eat less meat, uh, and Blue Apron makes it really easy because you know it's it's hard if you don't have like a, a big repertoire of vegetarian things to make for dinners and stuff uh, to really take that kind of step. Blue Apron makes it really easy for you if you want to go that way. And we you know we also spent like a year using them with meat, and it's totally great to, for that too. So anyway, every Blue Apron meal comes with a step by step, easy to follow recipe card, pre proportioned ingredients that, that can all be prepared in forty minutes or less. You can customize your recipes each week based on your dietary preferences, like we do, and choose a delivery option that fits your need. There's no weekly commitments you can get deliveries only when you want them if you're not going to be in town next week or you're going to be busy or whatever you can just cancel next week's no big deal uh, blue apron delivers to 99 percent of the continental united states they know that when you cook with fresh ingredients that that support a more sustainable food system you can make incredible meals so they have great recipes uh one of them you know th- so this week what do we have tonight that was um what was oh, that called? it was um some sort of broccoli thing with an egg it was like a, a broccoli pasta it was really up. good. It was delicious. Yeah, they also had some some of the other options this week that we didn't get uh, were uh, creamy shrimp spaghetti with broccoli and Meyer lemon. Ooh, uh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, mixed mushroom potato pizza with fontina cheese, spinach, and garlic oil. Check out this week's menu with Blue Apron and get three meals free with free shipping. That's three meals free, free food with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash top four. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Visit blueapron.com slash top four. And we thank Blue Apron for their support of this show and Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now, Blue Apron, even though they are our sponsor, we probably are going to bring them up multiple times during this episode because they really have helped us cook better and they are not paying us to say things like that because it's totally true and we really like them and we are legit customers. And I don't know about you, but it has opened up a whole new world of specifically vegetables for me that I didn't think that I would like and I would never pick a recipe out and make 
myself if it had like a certain type of vegetable that I I knew I didn't like. But now because we just get it delivered and it's like, well, I guess I have to try it because it's here. Otherwise, we wasted money. And so it shows up. I try it and I'm like, turns out my number three is a total blue apron turnaround vegetable. So want to go into d- it? Yeah, I kind of do. All right. What is your number three blue apron turnaround vegetable? Radishes. Ew. I love no, I'm just radishes. <laughs> I've also come around a little bit because bl- they often had you pickle them. Yeah. Like in, a, in like a quick pickle with vinegar and stuff. And, and that even actually when they well. don't, like just like a nice shaved radish on top of something, like it's crunchy. It's it's very peppery. They've We've had a whole bunch of different types of radishes, like those um, really pretty... They're the watermelon radishes. Those ones, the purple or the red. Oh, yeah. The, it looks like a yeah, watermelon when you slice yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. It's so cool. So, yeah, radishes are my number three because they are brand new. I'm super excited about them. They have a very unique flavor. They're really good raw and they're also good pickled. And I think we've had them slightly fried in certain things. Did it ever fry I don't up a know. radish? I don't know if, if we ever applied heat to them in any way. I think they're they're almost always like some kind of thin slice with a quick pickle or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but before I never knew what to do with a radish. I never thought I would like it. Yeah. And I very much like them. And I find myself putting extra radish onto things whenever I have radish available. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. Thanks, Blue Apron. Like, seriously, I'm sorry. They're a sponsor. I know it sounds like all Addy and stuff, but oh, they're very good. Well, and also, like, you know, while we're still, you know, sucking up to the sponsor here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, like, even if they weren't a sponsor, I'd be saying the same thing. No, but, like, so, like, Blue Apron also, like, it's a really good way to lose weight. Like, I, I have found, for me, the most effective way to lose weight when I want to uh, is just portion control and, and calorie control. And Blue Apron's meals are, like, if, if you have that, their their meals for dinners are something like 600 to 800 calories, and that's it's pretty easy to fit a calorie goal for the day with that as your dinner size because like without that a lot of times like we would be inclined to cook much larger portions or to use way more like fat or things and and because they have kind of that hard calorie cap where they really don't send you any meals that are above a certain pretty reasonable number like 700 and they're filling or like too yeah like you don't feel hungry afterwards yeah so so it's great for that and so if if you like us try to eat healthy every new year uh this is a good way to do it in addition to all the other benefits uh so anyway my number three is the complete opposite direction something that i'm not sure we've ever gotten from blue apron because it's so incredibly boring it's peas <laughs> i don't think yeah i don't think they've ever oh no they have sent us peas and i've had to bust them out of the pods Oh well, yeah. Okay, I, I like the I like the crappy they said those like better. fancy peas. <laughs> yes, um, but so, you got to work for it. Peas. We're like I'm expending more calories getting these peas out of the pond than I am why, eating these peas. That must be why they sent them. All right. So uh, the, the reason I like peas so much, like you know, to make my number three here, there's not a lot you can do to screw them up. Uh, they're they're pretty inoffensive. Um, I don't even when I was a kid, I liked peas. Like I know some kids absolutely hate them. I don't really know what their parents could have possibly done to them to make them hate them so much because they just taste like very little there's very little flavor there but what is there i think is nice and pleasant um and so they're they're pretty versatile they're as we mentioned earlier with like you know versatility and stock and consistency you can buy really good peas in frozen bags and for very little money and you can just keep them in your freezer pretty much all the time uh so it's really easy to keep them and to you know they're, they're just like they're a very practical vegetable that's probably why you see so many people eating them like they're pretty common and that's probably why peas didn't make my list because i feel like they're not great naked 
Yeah, well, so, and, and my, my cover-up recommendation, if for some reason you don't like peas, but also just a good way to prepare them, uh, peas take very well to fat. Uh, so my recommendations are butter and bacon. Um, yes, these are very fatty, unhealthy things that are offsetting a lot of the benefits of eating the vegetables, but... Uh, a little bit of butter or baking, you know, and the, the saltier fats in particular, like salty fats. Uh, yeah, and onions. Pea onions. Mm-hmm. Pea onions. They, <laughs> they really go a long way towards making peas awesome. What is, are we up to your number two now? Uh, yeah, my number two is also possibly controversial in true fashion. I can switch my number one and my number two here. <laughs> I have the option because it's our show and <laughs> I do what I want. Post privilege, all right. <laughs> yep. So my number three is garlic that totally counts yeah because i looked it up it's listed as a vegetable garlic is a vegetable and it it is but i mean you can't possibly eat enough garlic to like eat some garlic like let's say you're just like i'm gonna have a meal of garlic you can't you can't do that yeah i kind of feel like it's almost in the category of basil of like yeah it's like an aromatic it's well i think i it i think it just barely might count but if it counts i think we might have to allow basil Hmm. That's I don't know, one. but it's like a root. It's like a root vegetable, but again, it's like so strong and potent. Right. Although I like the um the ramps, the garlic ramps that like come off. You can use mm-hmm. those also. So that's does that count as garlic, or is Maybe. that kind of like that the broccoli vegetable, which is like actually twenty thousand different vegetables? Right. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. We. What did we listen to about that? That, that was, was a, uh, episode, I believe, nine of the surprisingly awesome podcast. Yeah, uh, highly recommended. I'll it was all about <laughs> it's all about broccoli. It's like this one this one species of plant has a handful of cultivars that represent a pretty good portion of the vegetable section of the typical American grocery store. It's like broccoli, kale, collard greens, uh, Brussels sprouts. These are they're all from oh, cabbage. They're all the same species, just just different cultivars of it. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of funny to think about like that's all really basically the same plant just with slight variations what's that crazy broccoli one that looks like little teepees like swirly teepees little cones yeah that is called a uh, broccoli flower it's a broccoli cauliflower it, it's, it's so it's cool technically a cauliflower member and it is called broccoli flower which is an awesome name it is awesome looking <laughs> it's just bonkers it looks like a little escher painting yeah, like in- it's a fractal they form <laughs> it's a fractal vegetable there aren't a lot of fractal foods that grow in nature so it's pretty cool oh man i wish i had emoji version of that yeah that would be great anyway so yeah garlic is my number three but if i have number to two, you mean? oh sorry number two garlic is my number two because it's just so good in everything it makes everything taste better i will always have garlic with things i don't care what my breath smells like it doesn't matter I love it. You can also cook garlic, um, the whole cloves, if you cook it the right way, you, they'll be sweet. Like a slow cooker And method. kind of like meaty. Yeah. If you like cook them slower and yeah. uh, or roast them, you can like dig oh, it out. Oh, yeah. Right. Roast so, it. Yeah. But uh, should, I, should I substitute for something else? Because... No, that's your number two. It might not count as a vegetable. Uh, I don't know the rules. We're making the rules. I don't care. Number three. It, it was a member of every garlic. list of vegetables that I saw when I did my research on what vegetables were before the show it garlic was always included well i can move garlic anywhere on my list depending on how much everyone thinks it's a vegetable or not so it could go back <laughs> okay. down to number four and everything else can just move up a notch all right my number two uh building on my list of uh, my you know building on the, my number three being peas number two is carrots Ugh, really so no listen so carrots are so <laughs> so carrots. what's nice about carrots our is, dog eats carrots that's part of the reason 
they're so good even dogs love them right um nearly anything you do to a carrot is fine like it is i'm not sure it's possible to cook a carrot badly and to me like when i was growing up uh, my mom was not the best chef with vegetables and so i i thought i i really hated all these vegetables like things like broccoli because she would you know burn them or whatever else carrots i feel like even bad home cooks can cook carrots to a degree that they're fine. At worst, they they are bland and taste like nothing. Like if they're just like boringly steamed or whatever. So then you're they just... not, but your number two is something that's just fine. Well, because it's so incredibly versatile. You can have them raw all the way up to like fancy like you know maple or brown sugar glazed, and it's good. All those different things well, are good. Of course, good. it's good maple and brown sugar glazed, and raw carrots are like chirping on a piece of bark. Like it's just no, like, like <laughs> if if we're like at a party or something and there's a crudite platter out, I will almost always eat a pretty good amount of the baby carrots. Yeah, and but what are you dipping in it? I mean, come on. Some of them I'm not. Some of them I'm eating just by themselves. I mean, I'll dip some of them in the ranch dressing, but not all of them that I I eat. must have different taste buds than you because carrots to me taste like just rods of nothing. <laughs> and they're orange. They're even a fun color. Yeah, they don't taste like how fun they look. They really don't. They just taste so boring. I might as well chew on a stick. Chewing on a stick and eating a <laughs> carrot to me is pretty synonymous. I know, seriously, like I, I will gladly eat raw carrots on a cruder tape platter with nothing on them and be very happy about that. I would eat them if I were starving. <laughs> and oh, I wouldn't wow. like it. Anyway, yeah, so my best cover up method uh, for carrots is the sugar family of cover ups maple syrup, brown Duh. sugar, stuff like that. <laughs> Marco's Cooking Show, Cooking with Marco. Today, we're going to saute some carrots and some maple brown butter. Hey, my glazed carrots are awesome. They are. That's right. You are very good at glazing vegetables. You are very good at infusing vegetables with fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's carrots. Is, it's actually almost no oil at all. It's it's I because the first time I made them, I used like a regular amount of oil that you'd use to fry things in, and it was it was way too much. Well, so fat now, being butter. Yeah, I don't use that in carrots. I don't use butter really either. I really just use like a very tiny amount of oil and then a large amount of maple syrup. Yeah, that's a lot of sugar. It's it is a lot of sugar, but it's not it's not fat okay <laughs> so you're number one now all right my number one Thrrr, vegetable number one pick for tiff arment <laughs> is... i know it's vegetables <sighs> arugula uh. i love arugula see i like all the peppery vegetables yeah i like that i love arugula i craved arugula. i can't say it that well arugula close enough anyway arugula i love it it's peppery it's leafy it's dark green it's delicious it goes well with salads it goes well with like little side dishes it's good when you warm it up and like toss it with some things it's really delicious with a fried egg on top i mean what isn't but (laughs) you're making fun of me for like glazing some maple sugar with my carrots and you're like this vegetable is fine if you put a fried egg on top i didn't say it was fine if you put a fried (laughs) egg i said it was also good with a fried egg (laughs) it's good with prosciutto it's just it's tasty and wonderful i craved it like crazy when i was pregnant and it is just it just exudes healthy but it's it's just savory in a very different way that i find most vegetables aren't and i love it that is fair pepper me up I also love pepper on everything. A lot yeah. of pepper. I think that you, you listed two vegetables that taste to what most people describe as peppery. Mm-hmm. And you are like the pepper queen. So that, that oh, does. Radishes on arugula. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds terrible. With an egg. Put an egg on of it. Of course. Yeah. Put an egg on everything. All right. My number one 
is the onion. The onion. Because onions also count. Mm-hmm. They're on every list. Well, hey, if if garlic counts, onions count. Because <laughs> to be damned, you cannot bite into an, an onion. Right, yeah. Onions obviously require preparation. I, I do not like raw onions. Like so, like sometimes people will put raw onions on like certain salads or whatever oh, else yeah. Oh, yeah, or yeah. sandwiches. I, I hate raw onions because my mouth just tastes like raw onion for like the next hour. I think one of the funniest uh, visual gags is somebody taking a full onion bulb and just biting into it. I think oh, that's God. so funny. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me. It just tickles me. Wow. I mean, it's funny. It's not that funny. It's really funny. Anyways, yeah. My number one onions, um, because you, if you, you know, saute or, you know, cook some, cook, cook good onions, it makes every other food better. Like, it makes other vegetables better. It makes meats better. Like, makes stocks makes better. Makes sandwiches. Yeah. It's like onions make almost every kind of food you can think of better when used properly. Ugh, caramelized onions See? on everything. Exactly. Mm. Like they are the universal condiment to almost any other kind of food. And as you mentioned with sauces, they're often included for flavor and other things like See, it was so universal. I I chose not to pick it, but now you're making a lot of sense. Onions. I'm really one. glad you picked it and I'm glad that we're married to combine our lists and exactly. enjoy them together. Exactly. And you don't need to cover up onions because they are a cover up. No, you do. You have to cover them up by cooking because raw onion is rough. I don't think cooking counts as a cover up method because you can cook onions in basically nothing. Like you cook onions and other onions, and it's fine. Yeah, you like I will often if I'm trying to soften up some onions in a in a relatively healthy way, I'll just put a little bit of water in a frying pan with them, and the water will evaporate in a couple of minutes, and then you have caramelized onions without any crap in them. It's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, onions. Highly recommended. My favorite kind are Vidalia, of course, because they're the sweetest. <laughs> but, <laughs> but pretty much, like, I like all of them. Like, every kind of onion I like. Uh, they're, they're just great. They make everything else better. They're in lots of things that are delicious. And uh, they, for some reason, count as a vegetable. And so I'll take it. Mm, onions on grilled cheese. Exactly. Caramelized See? onions on grilled cheese. Exactly. Well, of course. That, that goes without saying. And by caramelized, I mean just, like, cooked a lot. Not yeah, necessarily just- covered in sugar. No, I, in fact, I, I almost never add sugar. Uh, if I do add sugar to my frying of onions, it'll usually be in the form of a dash of barbecue sauce. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm putting them on like a hamburger or something, I'll, I'll put a little barbecue sauce in with them. But that's, that's Can we about start it. a cooking YouTube channel? Uh, only if John Syracuse agrees to, to join it with us. Cooking for the internet. I, I, my, one of my dreams has long been to create a cooking show with John Syracuse, but just him cooking and me just filming it and publishing it no i think it should be him watching you cook and freaking out (laughs) like everything you're doing wrong because oh man that That would be amazing just him in the background just being like oh just john watching other people cook yeah and then like pushing them aside and showing them what to do (laughs) (gasps) i mean that would just be the whole premise of the show that's kind of amazing all right it'll be like comedians in cars with coffee but john watching other people cook We'll come over to your kitchen. That's kind of great. <gasps> oh my gosh. We'll like just, oh, but he hates traveling. We'll have to drug him. It'll well, be no, fine. You, you get one of those telepresence robots and it's just like the iPad on a stick with wheels. No, no, because his <laughs> physicality in the space with you and like, oh yeah, that'd be so great. John, we are signing you up for this. <laughs> we are going to make thousands of views. Of All, views. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess that's it, right? Well, no, I want to talk about what I didn't pick okay yeah okay so i had on my list i had spinach tomatoes brussels sprouts basil bok choy cucumbers sugar snap peas regular peas yeah that's what i got not bad 
that's See, why I didn't thing, like as an adult i i pretty much like all vegetables now like i mean i can't really oh think, no there are definitely some vegetables i don't like. I, i'm still not a huge fan of the texture of large pieces of mushroom yeah they, they it's just like but, an ear it's biting into an ear yeah yeah but, Ooh, I, but I, I love mushroom flavor like i for, you know thanks to blue apron actually for the first time ever i i have recently bought mushrooms like i'd never bought mushrooms before and i recently bought them to, to remake uh this awesome uh tie it's like a Tom Kinda like a, it, it's like a Tom Kagai soup, but it's like it was a chicken kasoi, so mm-hmm. it's like a slight variation. Yeah, um, I've been enjoying mushrooms, but I do not like biting into a big mushroom. It does just taste like nibbling yeah. on an ear that you just found in your plate. So you're welcome, everybody. Now you have that image. Mm-hmm. Also, beets taste like dirt to me, and See, will never ever yeah. be good. No, I, I like beets enough to get like beet salads at restaurants because then someone else is preparing them. They're good. They have like a little bit of goat cheese. It's great, uh, but I don't love them so much that I buy them myself. But otherwise, like. Blue Aprons taught me also I really like kale. I yeah. really like kale. It's just a matter of knowing how to cook it. I and think those it, like big green leafy vegetables, I think, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of knowing how to cook it and when it's actually done. And, I think Blue Apron has also shown us how you can shove kale in pretty much anything somehow. Yeah. Like pretty much any recipe, you can shove kale into it in a way that is like and inoffensive not, and totally fine. And then you're eating kale and you get you get points for that too. Yeah. And it's not like a weird half-assed like shoving kale into things and being like, oh yeah, this totally goes and kale's super popular. Oh, it was like popular like what, three years ago? Something it was like, like that. the kale craze. But it is legit good in a lot of different things. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it, right? um i guess so yeah vegetables cool. thanks everyone for listening that's uh, our vegetable episode good luck with your with your vegetables out there your your vegetable travels and we'd your... uh, love to hear about the vegetables you're trying this holiday season i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry why am i like a radio announcer this the holidays show? are also over oh that's true this new year uh, the holidays are why we have to eat vegetables now yeah <laughs> it is because of the holidays yeah being over. it's like oh crap that was a lot of sugar and stuff that we ate over the last few weeks now we have to eat a lot more vegetables and a lot less of everything good don't you find that after you eat a whole bunch of sweet stuff for like holiday season overindulgence you just crave salad i mean like what was the first thing we had when we got home was a big salad you have just nailed why I will often go for the raw carrots on a crudite platter because usually it is in the context of a bunch of crap food. There's like, you know, chips and junk food at a party or something. And there's a crudite platter that no one else is touching. And so I will grab some carrots and eat them plain because I feel like it kind of balances out all the other crap meeting at that party. There you go. Boom. Did I convert you or no?